Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Heyo, what's going on Packer fans and welcome to the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy Packers edition, the podcast for diehard Wisconsin sports fans. I am Trevor, aka Sunshine. You can find me on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. I am joined as always with my two good buddies, Tyler, aka T Plush and Scott, the Vanilla Gorilla. Um, you can find Tyler on Twitter at Tyler Korth, and you can find Scott on Twitter at Vanilla7Gorilla. You can also find our podcast on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod, and the podcast can also be found on Facebook. So speaking of Twitter and Facebook, a reminder to everyone uh, to participate in the contest slash giveaway we have going on right now um, for your chance to win free brew tickets Uh, all you have to do is like or follow our page um, on facebook or twitter and once you have done that for every episode that you share on facebook or twitter and also uh, post a comment in our comment section with three friends tagged you will get an entry into the contest. Um, so you can do as many entries as you possibly can, and it'll be for the whole month of May. So each podcast that you're sharing and you're commenting your friends' um, names on, then you'll get an entry. So you can get a bunch of those. So be sure to listen to all of our podcasts, um, the Bucks, the Brewers, and the Packers. So for the month of May, the Brewers and Packers podcast will be coming out on Mondays, um, and then we're going to try to get a reaction podcast for each of the Bucks games in the playoff playoffs for the rest of the month. So should have plenty of time and entries to get those free Brewer tickets. Um, for today's show, hey, we're going to... What's up? You want to know some exciting Twitter news? Yes. I, this weekend, reached 30 followers. Woohoo! Wow. That's a milestone. We should celebrate. Make make sure to follow Tyler so he feels better about himself. (laughs) You guys can't have more than me. Come on now. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure I do. I'll look it up while you you blabber blabber some more. (laughs) Okay. So, on today's show, we are going to talk more about the Packers draft class um, and how we think they're going to impact this team uh, coming up in the 2019 series because it has been, or it is 
in the slow part of the offseason, there's not a lot going on other than the draft just happened. So we're going to talk some Packers rookies. But before we get to that, there was some Packers-related news that happened this past week. And that news is that Ted Thompson was inducted into the Packers Hall of Fame. So I'm going to turn it over to you two. What do you guys think about that um, induction into the Packers Hall of Fame? Uh, I mean, I guess it was only it was only a matter of time before he got inducted into the Packers Hall of Fame. Uh, obviously, he's been around the Packers forever, ages, ages, and ages. Um, Trevor is curious. He wanted us to to share one of our favorite uh, moments or pickups or, you know, something Ted Thompson did throughout his career. So I will share mine. And we're going to hop back in time until uh, 2009 for mine, um, in which I'm going to go to the NFL draft, in which that is the draft. We had uh, B.J. Raji with our first pick, ninth overall. And then we traded... A few picks away and moved up and took Clay Matthews 26th, which obviously we know both of those guys were key contributors contributors in our uh, Super Bowl run and were pretty good Packers throughout their careers. So that's that's one of my favorite moments. Good job, Ted. And you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> there, before you go, Scott, there is some symmetry in what Gutekunst did this year to what happened in that 09 draft. Um, yes, there is. So it's with the scary. first <laughs> with the first pick that the Packers had, um, both times they took a defensive lineman, essentially, someone to wreck havoc up, up front. And then with their second pick, they traded up and got a defensive playmaker. So there's some, hopefully that, kickstarts this franchise back to a Super Bowl like it did in, did in 09. And Scott, go ahead. Alright, so Tyler stole mine, so I'm <laughs> probably going to steal Trevor's. I'm also going to go back to the draft. I'm going to go back to his first draft Good where call. he took um, Aaron Rodgers and Nick Collins with his first two picks as a general manager. Now, there's not men, much better ways to start as a general manager. <laughs> to get your first two picks is uh, Aaron Rodgers, um, who arguably the best quarterback in the league right now, and then Nick Collins, who just was an amazing safety uh, whose career was very unfortunately cut short. Um, but those are two great players, uh, and he definitely hit the ground running when he became the GM. So, yep. Did you know uh, also during 2005 uh, he signed Sam Congato that year too? Oh, <laughs> Interesting. Figured you'd like that one. <laughs> um, so I wasn't expecting the Aaron Rodgers pick to get to me, so I had another one in mind because um, obviously that was the best thing 
Thompson ever did was to draft Aaron Rodgers 24th overall. Um, but before I get to mine, I want to say that Ted Thompson did a great job in being very stern with the franchise and with Brett Favre when he tried to come back that, nope, you retired. The reins were handed over to Aaron and it's his team now. And obviously that paid off tremendously and um, maybe not that first year, but he did a great job getting Aaron in there, getting him ready to play. Um, and having that confidence, I'm sure helped Aaron and Aaron actually posted a video I saw it on the Packers Twitter page that um, he was just thanking him for taking a chance on him at that 24th overall um, and standing behind him, like I said, during that 2008 season with all that Brett Favre drama that was going on. Um, So I just thought that was another part of him actually making the pick that he was able to stand behind Aaron um, and be very confident even though taking a quarterback when you know your Hall of Fame quarterback isn't going to be done within the next year or two um, it was a ballsy pick but it really paid off obviously so now I am going to do another early Ted Thompson GM uh, move and that was back in 2006 but I'm not going with the draft. I'm going to go with his biggest and best free agent signing, and that's Chuck, good old Charles Woodson. Um, obviously, Woodson played a huge part in that defense that got us to the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, unfortunately, he broke his collarbone late in the second quarter, but it was just he was such a big part of that defense and that Super Bowl team in general. And it was just a great signing. He didn't do money of them, but absolutely fantastic signing from uh, Ted Thompson on that one. All right. Yeah, so do you, what for, for a team that his whole tenure um, relied on the draft, he ended up drafting 18 players who were named to at least one Pro Bowl. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah. I think I think Ted Thompson gets a lot of like recency bias that his recent drafts were not the best. Um, like outside of Kenny Clark in 2016, 16, 2015, 2016. Um, he did not hit on a lot of his first rounders um, and moved back in the 2017 draft and got Kevin King and Josh Jones. Um, now King has been a good good player, but he just hasn't stayed healthy. I just think Ted Thompson was a good to great GM. I just think his he stuck to his draft and develop too much late in his career and his draft picks weren't just weren't as good as they were in um in the beginning part of his tenure. 
do you guys have anything else on uh, Ted Thompson? Uh, I don't have a whole lot more on Ted. Um, trying to look for a, maybe a low draft pick like someone. We're like, why the heck did we draft them? Um, but I'm not finding any, so I'll keep you updated on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, another one of his great picks, uh, Devontae Adams in the second round was a steal. It didn't happen, like it didn't seem like it right away, but now that pick is one of his better picks as well. Um, I just think he did have a good career and deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, um, even though we did kind of struggle recently, uh, probably 2015 on with draft and not really signing anyone. But overall, I think he he deserves um, the Hall of Fame. So... Do you guys have anything else? Tyler, did you find any draft picks? Uh, nothing Nothing that jumps off the table here. <laughs> All right. Scott, do you have anything? Nah. Nah. All right. Let's move along to this year's rookies um, from current GM Brian Gutekunst. So... I just want to start by asking you guys, um, obviously we kind of went through last week talking about each of the rookies a little bit, um, but I want to do a general question, not for any one of our rookies in general, but where do you guys think, or who do you think is going to have the biggest impact in year one? Um, so just in year one, who do you think is going to be the guy that has the biggest impact um, throughout that first season? Um, I'm going to go with Darnell Savage. I think he's got the um, the clearest path to a starting position. If not... Um, He's got the most availability for playing time, in, in my opinion. Um, so I think he's going to have the best chance to make an impact. Uh, as we've talked about before, he should be a good fit alongside Adrian Amos. So as long as uh, that pairing is as good on the field as it is on paper, I think he, year one, I think he makes the biggest impact. Um, uh, okay. That was, I think that was the obvious choice. You stole mine. So, <laughs> I'll pick, bitch. Ah, I know. I should have spoke up sooner. Damn it. Um, I think I'll say, um, you know, I'll go out on the limb. We're going to go with Jay Sternberger. Um, especially if, um, Jimmy Graham plays like he did last year. Um, I think Sternberger could get some reps as the number one tight end. Um, and we know, we know his offense abilities in college. Um, so with Aaron Rodgers at the helm and, you know, teams, um, really trying to force, you know, focus and crack down on Devante, um, you know, we kind of need a number two guy. Um, the Packers, you know, traditionally their tight end usage isn't the greatest, but I think maybe in this new system, um, 
and with LaFleur being able to kind of scheme open some routes, um, Sternberger can might be able to make an impact, um, whether, you know, it's through the, some big plays or um, whether it's in the red zone, however they end up using him. But I think he's got a chance to make a pretty big impact, especially in year one. All right. So there's two players taken, and I am going to go with our second-round pick, Elton Jenkins. Um so because this wasn't a player kind of on my radar before, I've been doing a lot of reading, a lot of watching um, film on him, and I listen to a bunch of other podcasts as well, um, some of them being Packers, and they've had some talk about him. And I just think he's going to be the – first or second best guard so they're gonna have to put him out on the field because he's earned it um and i i just think his his talent is too much to keep him off the field so having whether it's lane taylor um and elton jenkins or billy turner and elton jenkins and then having whoever the odd man out is um be an extra, just an extra guy uh, to put out there in case of injury. I just think it's going to be huge, and he's going to be an upgrade for sure in that right guard spot. Um, and if he's the better player over Lane Taylor, then having any sort of upgrade on the offensive line and keeping Rodgers upright, if if that's all he does is keep Aaron upright, then that that's going to be the biggest impact for me in year one. All right. So now that we talked about year one, I do want to kind of think about more for the future uh, rather than just 2019. So now same question, except who do you think is going to make the biggest impact throughout their rookie contract? Um, So, if Gary and Savage play well, they'll probably get their fifth-year option picked up. Um, everyone else will likely be on four-year deals. So who do you guys see as the the biggest or the best um, over the life term of their rookie contract? Um. So over the next four years, I'm going to go with Elton Jenkins. Um, I think that, as you mentioned, the right guard spot's open right now, um, which is where the Packers have seemed to put him, uh, slot him as a guard. Um, but I think he he's really going to kick it in next year because I think that that right tackle spot's going to be open. Um, and he can slide in there. Um, and I think he's going to be a key part of that right side of the offensive line, um, whichever spot he ends up playing. And if even if he doesn't end up taking a starting role, which I don't see that happening, if we have players down or if 
if we end up not bringing back like Balaga or not bringing in more offensive line help, he can definitely step in and um, make an impact. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Darnell Savage for mine. Um, I think out of our rookies, uh, I'm kind of with Scott on this. I think Savage is the only one who uh, will probably get to start right away. Still not sold on the Jenkins starting part, but we'll see. Um, so I think, you know, Savage playing back there with Amos, um, he's got a great mentor to learn from. Um, and then, you know, we look how young this Packers defense is. Um, we got young corners, but they're really good. We got some really good pass rushers. Um, obviously we have Kenny Clark, Mike Daniels inside. We have a great defense overall, which I think is, you know, it's not like Savage is going and, you know, he has to be the guy on this defense. Um, he just got to come do his job and obviously has some playmaking abilities. Um, so I think, you know, throughout the four or five years that he'll be here, um, I think he will uh, definitely exceed expectations and give us the most bang for our buck out of that rookie contract. All right. So Elton Jenkins and Darnell Savage each have two votes so far. Um, Sternberger with one, and I'm going to give Rashawn Gary a vote here. I think that it's kind of a combination of things for me. First and foremost, it's it's his athleticism. It is off the charts. Um, 9.95 RAS score, which is ridiculous. The highest you can get is 10. Um, so crazy good athlete. And then you combine that with near-perfect scheme fit. Um, Mike Pettin is great at scheming guys free at the line of scrimmage. Um, and that's something with his, his athleticism, getting him in space and getting to have a step on offensive linemen. You're not going to be able to block him if that's the case just because he is so fast and so explosive. Um, I think that's going to be a huge part. And then the third part of the reason I think he's going to have a huge impact down the road is the other coaching on this defensive staff and Mike Smith specifically. Um, so he's coached up D Ford, Justin Houston, um, just to name a few in Kansas city. And he really, like made D Ford kind of pop off the screen and made him uh, get some money this off season. So with all of that, his raw athleticism, um, Mike Pettin's a great coach and I think will be a great coach for him specifically because of the scheme. And because um, at least initially, I think having being able to just, run after the quarterback and not have to do much in terms of pass rush will be huge for him. And then learning from Mike Smith in year one and year two, how to attack an offensive lineman to, to get to the quarterback, how to set up your moves. Um, I just think that the combination of all three of those things, he's, he's going to make the most impact and it's definitely not going to be right away just because it is, a lot of raw athleticism at this point. Um, he's already got that run stuffing ability. He's proven that in college, but 
I just think with the combination of those three things, I think he could and, for my opinion, has a very good chance of making the biggest impact as a rookie. So with all three of our kind of votes in there, did anyone change anyone else's mind about who they think is going to be most impactful, or are you guys kind of thinking what you said originally? Uh, I'm staying put. I'm still uh, – you're, you're still trying to sell me on Rashawn Gary, and it's not working. I'm not falling for it yet. <laughs> um, it'll be – I think it's be weird, though. This isn't really related to what you're asking, but Rashawn Gary's going to be number 52 <laughs> out there. Um, so, I mean – Maybe to help you out if he produces like the old number 52 did early on in his career. He'll and he took be... his locker. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. That's yeah. just, this is getting weird now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I see my logic for not picking Gary um, for over their rookie contract. I Like if we would have talked about after the rookie contract, I'd, I would have picked Gary, I feel like the first couple years, he's. I just feel like he's not going to be an impact player for the first couple years. I think that he's going to start catching on probably year three or four. Um, And then I think once he gets going, he's going to, he's going to produce for a while. So um, I, I, I chose Elton Jenkins because I figured four years of consistent production versus uh, four years of increased production. Um, I'd, I'd prefer the Elton Jenkins uh, in that aspect, but I think, I think Rashawn Gary's got the, the potential to be a very good defensive player. Um, and I just think it might take a little bit. As you were yeah. saying that just, gave me like chills of like I was like oh my gosh it sounds like you're describing Nick Perry's career (laughs) like slowly starts to put it together breakout year when it's his contract year and then yeah we won't get very well could be (laughs) could be as long as he's uh as long as he keeps it going after that let's remember Nick Perry the reason that he never put it together outside of that one year was he was always hurt like very consistently his first three four years in the league hurt one his contract uh... year wasn't hurt after his contract year was constantly hurt so he just never got on the field to put it all together so i don't know i think I think Rashawn has all the tools. I mean, the athleticism is crazy, but yeah, we'll see. I just, I just think he's in a very good situation. He's got the Smiths to learn from, his coach and Preston and Zadarius. Um, if he bumps inside, meets with Mike Daniels and Kenny Clark, they're gonna help him. Just. He's got a lot of good, solid professionals around him, um, and I really think that he could he could really pick it up starting year two. Um, I expect to see him out there year one, but 
more so maybe in sub package and early downs as a more of a run stuffer than go get the quarterback type. But yeah, Tyler, I was really trying hard to change your mind and I'm kind of disappointed I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, nobody talked about Ty Summers um, being a high impact special teams player. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think Kadar Holman could be a big impact special teamers as well, just because they both have, like all of his draft picks do, or pretty much all of them do, that insane athletic ability. So I think that's where Ty Summers' job is going to be if he gets on the field at all. Right. It's going to be special teams. Um, same with Holman um, and maybe – Hopefully, you'd hope one of them figures it out enough that they could be like a preferred backup um, just to have some extra depth. But you need special team players. Um, our special teams can't be as bad as it was last year. Oh, and God. So having players... I feel like we've been bad for a long time. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully getting rid of... Um, God, I can't even remember his name after I scream at him all the time. Uh, <laughs> getting rid of the coach that shall not be named. Because um, he cannot be named. <laughs> <laughs> that Just getting rid of him is going to help this unit anyways, and then getting some athletes to help out is going to – it can't hurt it, right? Um so one person before we go that I do want to talk about, we talked about pretty much everyone now except two players, um, and that's Kingsley Kiki, who played pretty much interior defensive line, um, played a lot of traditional D end um, in college, but I imagine he's going to be kind of just alongside Kenny Clark, um, with either Gary and a Smith on the outside or both Smiths or Kyler Fackrell, um, just kind of as a rotation level guy, at least year one. He does have some insane athleticism as well. Um, do you guys see anything else for him, at least in year one? Not really year one, but, you know, he could make a – bigger impact after year one especially if the Packers don't bring Mike Daniels back um and he you know he produces fairly well in that rotation role that first year um you know then we might see more of him in that regard but you know he's gonna have to earn he's gonna have to earn that playing time he's got to take it the hard way that's for sure yeah um I I think I've seen a couple things saying that Kingsley was uh, kind of a sleeper pick um, someone who yeah like you guys are saying might take a little bit to develop a little further um, but somebody who could be a contributor in a few years um, so yeah I, I mean I, I don't know a whole lot about him yet but that's that's encouraging to hear that obviously um Dexter Williams, I, I'm, I'm not sure yet about him. 
um, that could be another um, just depth. Uh, we didn't really have a, a solid third running back, so um, it'll be nice. Hopefully he can make some solid contribution um, and hold on to the ball when and if he gets some time. Was that a dig on Ty Montgomery right there? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> hey, your uh, special teams coach is, who shall not be named as Ron Zook. Yes. In case you were oh wondering. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tyler, do you have anything on Dexter Williams? Uh, Not really. I'm trying to dig back in my memory to when LaFleur was in Atlanta, if that was the time period at when uh, they were kind of using that tandem backfield of Freeman and Coleman. Um, yep. I mean, if he has experience doing something like that, LaFleur anyway, um, you know, and Dexter really improves he can play, you know, we could could see him out there maybe more than we think, but I, my timeline's a little foggy. I can't recall. Yeah. Um, Shanahan was the OC at that point, uh, but LaFleur was in the system. He was the quarterback's coach, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Dexter Williams a lot. I love the pick. I love him that we got got him in the sixth. He's not as quick as you would think. Um, he actually just ran just a little slower than Elvin Kamara, but the number doesn't look that impressive. Obviously, Elvin Kamara is very a very explosive player. Um, but I think he is going to start out as RB3. I don't think there's anyone else on the roster that's going to beat him out for that. But having a solid third running back is going to be huge, and he is ideally suited to this scheme. Uh, kind of like I talked about with Rashawn Gary, Dexter Williams is perfect for this scheme. Matt LaFleur is going to run a zone zone running scheme. Um, so basically what you want in your running back is a guy that can read the hole and take one cut and go, and that's exactly what he did at Notre Dame. So I'm super excited to have basically three running backs even though I haven't even seen him play any games in green and gold, I feel pretty confident in our top three running backs right now. Um, and he was in green and gold his whole career, but played for Notre <laughs> Dame. His that's Good call. no, it's not the same green and gold, Scott. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> um, I I remember reading an article in Bleacher Report earlier. It said uh, Dexter Williams was our our best value pick um, at 194th overall. But, I mean, their logic was that we've done well in late rounds with, like, James Starks in the sixth, Aaron Jones fifth, Ryan Grant un- undrafted. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see that people think he's our best value pick when I think we had some solid guys in, on the second day of the draft that, were valley picks yeah definitely um i i think i would tend to agree with that though i think he's gonna be a great value even though he might not play much right off the bat 
Um, I mean, Aaron Jones has ended the last two years on IR. So even if it's a game or two, having a capable backup with Jamal Williams and now Dexter Williams is going to be extremely nice um, and hope we don't lose a lot. I know Aaron Jones is phenomenal, but having running backs back there that you feel confident in is going to be huge um, if and when Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams goes down. Uh, so do you guys have anything else? Um, the only thing I got is apparently Scott has 156 Twitter followers, ah! which is just stupid. And Trevor, <laughs> you have 67. So somebody please follow me. <laughs> well, we know whoever unlikes better. <laughs> I don't even tweet. Why are people following me? I don't know. I'm not a tweeter. I can well. dig up some of your old tweets again if you'd like. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> well, obviously they're good if I got that many followers. <laughs> All right. So that'll be it for us this week. Um, just a reminder about our contest. Make sure you're listening to our other podcasts um, and then liking our page on Facebook or Twitter and sharing all of those episodes with your friends and make sure you comment three friends um, on each post and yeah you'll get entered to win one of those free brew tickets and uh, make sure to do that as much as you can in the month of May um, because each episode you share you get an extra entry for and you'll get to see a great a great Brewers game. It's either going to be against the Cubs or the Cardinals. So you're going to get a good game no matter what there. And we will talk to you guys next week. Peace. Hi. Have a wonderful day.